guys, welcome to the. I'm the black Muslim girl. Assalamu alaikum, everyone, and welcome back to the TBMG podcast. My name is Khadija B, and I got sitting with me. Your usual guest. No, your usual co-host, but we've also got a special guest today, yay! Do you want to introduce yourself? Assalamu alaikum everybody, my name's Salifa. Um, I have nothing really exciting to say. I would say like my occupation and stuff, but just a, just a sister from, you know, from ends, London, you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, we'll keep it as that. But I'm happy to be here. And we're happy to have you. She told a little story about um how we met at the picnic and we were so excited so <laughs> so um i found out about this podcast and then i kind of saw them through like my like fin- like my finsta because like oh my gosh black muslim girls i have no friends that are black muslim girls i don't know any of them it's like cool 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 then i had picnic because this was like in ramadan i was picnic eat picnic i was like i'm there i'm there, I'm there. and yeah rolled up and then amina wasn't there unfortunately but um yeah. But met um, um, met Aisha and Khadija and they were super lovely and I was just like, I love you, honey, oh my gosh. And the rest has been history. Honestly. Those pictures we took at that picnic as well were oh, really nice. Oh, check kiss. Oh. Remember and we those had were nice pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. What's popping? New week, new well, end of the week, but oh, whatever. What's going start, on? Start start of a new month. November 1st is punch first um, day of the month we're about to enter another lockdown Wahey! yes I mean yeah I mean I'll be surprised though no I've been in lockdown myself to be honest this much so this is just a continuation (laughs) yeah it felt like one of you know it felt like I was walking on eggshells for the past few months because it's like I've got this little bit of freedom but I know something is happening and it's like it's gonna end up going back to the way it was which you know what if I've been completely honest yeah I wish I wish I actually went on holiday I wish I did but I really 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 wish I went on holiday in as much as I as I don't really care about the second lockdown is it like okay his hair is his hair yeah I really wish I went away came back, I think then I would be able to deal with it a, a little bit more easier than, yeah. than now. But it's so weird with the yeah, travel no, restrictions, yeah. though, because it's like, because basically the new restrictions now is that we can't travel outbound, so we can't go anywhere else in the UK unless it's, like, work-related or abroad, but people can come in. So it's like, did you yeah. mind just do close the borders in reverse? Like, I don't understand. Like, what the hell's going on <laughs> Like this country always fuming, like yeah, close the borders, don't let anyone in. But it's like with a pandemic, you've just bust the whole country open. But we can't leave; everyone else can come in. So these are I give up. I have those slides. It gave me flashback to like secondary school ICT when we had supply teachers or something. Like I couldn't read those graphs, and I'm like, I I build graphs for a living. (laughs) What the hell's this? Next slide, please. Next line, please. I'm like, what the hell? Like, how are we Literally. finding out about such important information like this? Well, in winter, like, it's not like, oh, yeah, summer is hot and everything. You want to be outside. You want to be, you know, enjoying. At least it comes like, okay, it's cold now. Everyone stay in your house. That's Which is fine, but yeah. it's just like, 
the announcement is so mad. Like the guy came late like three times, like three times rescheduling, and you the third reschedule still wasn't on time, only to be followed by a long PowerPoint of graphs that no one can read. Like the country's reading age is nine years old, and you're pu- pulling out these graphs. Like, hello, nine, as in nine. Yeah. Oh, nine wow. Child. oh wow. Yes. Actually, I was watching a um. I watched this wow. really interesting like three-part documentary that followed um three um like ten adults or something ten adults or something it followed ten adults um, <laughs> and they all had like re- like really 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 low reading ages and it was just show- showing like just how like it completely like limits and paralyzes their lives in certain situations and it it just it occurred to me I was like I didn't I didn't realize how much like not being able to read well would impact your like daily life because obviously like because we can all read so it's just like you just go about your day but it's like there's this one woman she's like in her early 20s and she has a son and she's like yeah I literally don't go out I, I don't go out by myself because if I go out I can't I don't know how to come back home and I was just like oh wow that's how it is for some people yeah and there was this wow. there was this one guy actually that was like so severely dyslexic that he couldn't do the dyslexia test Oh, because wow. that's how dyslexic he was and I was just like that, that it was like yeah it was just really fascinating I can't remember what it was called it was on like channel four I think or ITV I can't remember I can imagine, it was really interesting yeah. I'd rec- like imagine yeah. you can't read the ingredients when you're buying stuff in the shop or you can't read your receipt or you can't read your job yeah. contract you can't read your university lectures like that's mad you know I think because we such a norm and it's something we're supposed to know how to do when we come across people don't know how to do it it's like yeah. oh my god yeah. wow like how can you know? but it just goes to show that literally everything is a blessing from Allah like even the things that we think are normal and we're supposed to have. um that's crazy that's like, so I mad. Even imagine this country's like the like. sixth biggest economy in the world and people can't read has like that worst, um, it has yeah it has one of the worst adult literacy rates in Europe or the world I can't remember that actually brings us onto our topic because thinking because you was like you didn't realize how much it affects their everyday life, and soon as we're talking about dating, like I wonder like what it actually has on 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 that aspect of their lives. That would be quite interesting. Like obviously you don't need to read today, read the room, but if we're talking about, <laughs> I mean, can they read the room? Well, the guy, the guy that was really, really dyslexic on the show, he he's married, and his wife actually like she's the breadwinner because she because he can't actually like get a job, so she's the breadwinner. He's a stay at home dad. Um, yeah, it seems to work out well for them. Like you know, she understood his his situation, and you know, he took on the role of stay at home dad. So could you, as a woman, be the breadwinner in the marriage? Then do you reckon? And then you know, your husband, the, the house husband, you know, chefing it up in the kitchen, you know, doing a little omelette and stuff, you know, every day, you know. Omelette. <laughs> I was probably like, I was probably with you up until you said house husband and I was like, no, 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 not for me personally. I think, I think for me, I, I think, do you know what? I, I know people say like, oh, like there should be nothing wrong with a woman being a breadwinner, blah, blah, blah. And I have, like, I'm happy, like. Don't be polite about it. Just say it. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not even, no, it's not even being polite. I'm just trying to think of like, 
deep down, like, essentially, when I when it gets to a certain point, I want to be working because I want to, and not because I have to, sort of thing. So I wouldn't want, yeah. I don't want that pressure put on me as a woman to be just because I'm the breadwinner I'm now Mm. having to supply the house and the home with everything that's actually meant to be the man's responsibility do you know what I mean I don't want it to Mm. affect the way in which it then the way in which our roles in Islam kind of are carried out if you get me um but then again it's also dependent on like the kind of guy you marry because I could be the breadwinner and that's absolutely fine, but he's still maintaining mm. his responsibilities. But at the end of the day, you don't, you really don't know because money changes people and with time people change as well. So everything could be fine at the beginning. You're mm. having, you, you might even have these kind of conversations and he says like, oh yeah, no, I'll always be the provider. Da, 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 da. But then actually when he sees that, you you know, your check has a few extra zeros, he's like, mm, actually, no, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. So it's a it's a it's an interesting conversation to have like hypothetically but like until I'm really really in that situation I just yeah. cannot like even fully say what I would do I, I yeah like in an ideal world I would like the idea of like you being the provider and you bringing everything that needs to be brought but yeah that's that's where I'm at now ask me in a few years inshallah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I think my mentality has shifted a little bit and I say that to say I feel like if if someone was to ask me that question previously I would have probably said no so I've had I think I feel like I've transitioned I've had stages where I've been very no 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 only because and if I'm being honest only because I feel like there's going to be some kind of ego trip and I have to be honest with myself. If I know I'm the breadwinner and you're the man in the house and you're not you're not baking off the bread, I know I I'm gonna find it very hard to be like as a man, you know what I mean? Like you're the man, you're the provider, I shouldn't be doing that. So I feel like there's gonna be some kind of ego trip that I would rather not have. And that's me being completely honest with myself I know I'm gonna look at you a little bit sideways in it like well it's gonna be very much you can't chat to me like you can't tell me yes and no I call the shots I wear the trousers what happens to Rose reverse like he's made redundant like you know all these jobs crisis because of coronavirus what happens then I met you as the breadwinner and then like circumstances have changed that's completely different however if I met you and you're not the mm. breadwinner and I'm the breadwinner it's a little bit, oh, like, what are you doing, sort of thing. So I think that's where I started off. Then I transitioned to, <laughs> no, it's like okay. Economy, <laughs> like, we can figure it out. Yeah, you know, when you really love someone, it doesn't really matter because circumstances change. <laughs> I'm so in love. So it went to that. Now, however... I'm at a standpoint, I have to question, firstly, what does it actually mean to be a man? What does a man look like to me? And if I'm being completely honest, yeah, you need to be the breadwinner and all of this kind of stuff. But when I'm questioning what does it mean to be a man, finance really isn't the top of the list sort of thing. I feel like 
there's so many other boxes that you will need to take off for me personally if you want to be my man before we even get to um finances because like you said what if he loses his job? I, I feel like when it comes to finance and financial stability, which I personally don't believe in because finance is not stable, things can turn any day. Um, it, it's hard to it's hard to make make that like the pinnacle of your decision making if that makes sense. And that doesn't mean that I'm saying oh I would get with someone that's a bit of a bum. No, I won't do that. However. I don't, I wouldn't, if, if I'm making more than you, then I'm making more than you in it. But like, like Aisha rightly said, if you're still playing your position as a man, and I feel like you're being the man, then a couple more zeros isn't really gonna, I don't think it's gonna, I don't think it's gonna make a difference to me anymore. Whereas before it probably would have, but now I feel like there's more to a man than finance and being the breadwinner but I feel like that's what we as women that's all that we focus on he needs to be the breadwinner he needs to do this he needs to do that um so that's kind of where I stand obviously from an Islamic perspective he is the provider which is fine get that but there's more things that men that a man like I said should be providing other than finance so if you're providing everything else but it's the finance that's a little bit, mm, 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 then we can we can kind of oh they can't see, but you know find some kind of um yeah some you know we can middle ground find some middle ground. I think maybe because for me like I'm in a position where like I know where I'm at in my finances and like I've you know worked for a few years I know that I can you know do X Y and Z for myself. I want to make that clear, by the way. I know there is more to finances. Like, it's, that is not my only tick box. Um, but I have a certain kind of life that I'm going to provide for myself mm. anyways, as Aisha. So if you can't provide that for me either, then I don't know if that's something... Or if if that's not something you can provide for me in the future or you're working towards, then I don't know. I have to I have to really sit down and think about it because studies show that finances is like I think number one cause of divorce or something like that yeah so or money money troubles or whatever so it is something that you do have to kind of take seriously and really think about but um yeah but it also I think also there's a lot to do with like ambition and like you know like work ethic and like because like could you just said like I'm not gonna I don't, I don't you can't be a bum like you need to actually you know be working towards something um oh none of you watch insecure do you yes i watch it you watch insecure so it's like it's like at the beginning with like lawrence like he was a bit of like a like a bum like feeling sorry for himself at the beginning but then like 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 once you get to like the end of the season four like it's like okay he's picked himself because that's that's the kind of lawrence at season four is what i'd want to be with but not lawrence season one well, are you willing to go through the journey with the guy? That's the question because a lot of the time it's just patience. You need to just. Well, that's the thing is. The thing is, if I met him at season one, yeah. if I met him, if I met Lawrence season one, I probably wouldn't enter the relationship. But with with that show, they were together before that, so it's whether I would want to. If like we started off fine, 
Well, I would, I would, I would like to think I would work through any, like any sort of hiccup with you, because that's that's what marriage is, isn't it? Like you work through highs and lows. So I would theoretically and hypothetically, I would see myself working through whatever challenges we had, but also there's a certain effort that needs to come from you because I know myself and I put a lot, a lot of effort into things. So I need that. I need, I need it reciprocated. So yeah, but again, it's all hypothetical. I'm no relationship expert. So <laughs> I, I just, do you know what it is, right? So in terms of like with the finance situation, like for me, being broke and being a bum are two different things. Cause I feel like being broke is a situation being a bum is more showing or revealing a character trait of yours. So I feel like in my head, I've already made that distinction. Um, and I feel like, I think as women, we need to adopt it. Quick question on what you just said. Doesn't being a bum make you broke? No, and I'll explain why. <laughs> because um, I feel like, as women, we don't adopt a similar mentality to men when it comes to dating or getting to know someone in general. Because with men, right, they look at women at face value. Like, what is your reality right now? They don't think, oh, yeah, potentially I could work with her like a few years, do that Bob the Builder thing with her and like build her up. They don't think like that. They don't think. They take it at face value and they put themselves first to an extent. So for me personally, if you are... How do I start this? Like, as women, we already have so mm. many structural disadvantages that we have to navigate through anyway. Um, as a woman, I have to think, like, if I get myself into a marriage, there's already so many things that are so close to going downhill for me. My health, my finances, if I was to have kids, like, there's so many things I have to think about for myself, let alone my partner. So those things I have to be selfish about. Um, and I know like some people might think oh yeah you might just be like I don't know gold digger or whatever but for me like financial stability is key because like you said Aisha you know what you can provide for yourself so for me personally I wouldn't enter a relationship knowing that the person can't provide for me the way I provide myself and that's not even just in relation to money that's in relation to like you said ambition dedication where you're heading towards your goals, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, personally, I know, and I evaluate my current situation right mm, now. Mm. And I know personally, I just wouldn't settle for that because it's like, why I don't need to, um, and I don't want to. And I think that's okay for women to say, it doesn't make you any more selfish. Now, in terms of um, how the family structure is like in this case, for me personally, like, yes, I know there's the um, family structure according to Islam's guidelines, but they're guidelines, they're not set in stone. So I do feel like I wouldn't want a 50-50 situation simply because as women, we're already missing out on a lot. Like we're not even getting paid the same for some, for the same job anyway. Like there's so many societal disadvantages that we have as women that it just wouldn't make sense realistically for me to be doing a 50-50 with a man, regardless of how much... Um, I'm earning or he's earning like that's something you adapt to not something that has to be a given um and then that leads on to like the whole situation like if the man loses his job and stuff that's where the partnership gets tested because that's now a situation that's not what you came in with from the jump so while I I and that's what differentiates the bum from someone who's just been who's been made redundant for example and is now broke because he's not being a bum he's just been faced with a situation where he's found himself financially unable to provide for me 
because of so and so. So if that's a situation, a, a man who is naturally wanting to provide for you will find ways and will will be it'll be something that you would discuss as a couple. Like, okay, I've been I've lost my job. Um, this is the situation. These are this is what my finances are looking like. So you know, this is what I need to do to fix up and he'll adapt to the situation with you. So that's what differentiates someone who's broke, which is situational versus someone who's a bum. Like they've, they're not working towards anything, but they expect you to come into their life and do up that whole, you know, behind every great man is a woman. I don't want that. And I, and I wouldn't, would not settle for that because it's like, if I know what I can give myself as an individual outside of a relationship, then who are you to try and derail that from the jump? So I feel like that's the distinction I make. And I think it sort of makes sense as to why, like, Islamically, the man is given that as an obligation. But even within that, it does take into context, like, certain things that can happen. Because I, I could I could be with someone in a marriage for, like, 10 years, and then something happens, um, and we're both left financially very stranded. So, you know, now that becomes of a matter of how do we adapt to that? And that's where it comes in with your point, Khadija, about it's not just about the guy's money. It's like, what other things can he bring to the table? And I think that links on to how, as women, we're taught to like put these in little boxes and just like pick and take which one we're allowed to compromise on. Whereas men don't have to do that. Men will look at you face value. Okay, like, cool, this is what she can do for me now. So I'm going to jump in with that. And if she's not going to maintain that, then I'm going to have issues and start wandering around with women we're made to feel guilty for even having those demands in the first place and it's like is it really unrational what we're asking for like we're not actually asking for much considering how we are um, placed in society as women as black women as muslim women so i don't think i don't think it's you know selfish to be like i want a man that's financially stable from the jump and if that's something that he can't provide, like obviously assess your situation. We're all at different stages in our life. Sure, assess that. But is it really such a bad thing if you decide not to go into a relationship with someone that might be similar to that Lawrence guy in season one in comparison to season four? Is it really the end of the world? Like if you choose to reject someone on that basis, because we do have a right to, as Muslim women, to not allow it. Um, because if men, men won't allow stuff that they have demands for they will reject it from the jump does that make them selfish because they don't see the potential in a woman no so why can't we be selfish like that either um I think it's dependent on the situation but for me personally I just it's not even just about me at this point it's like what's the point of you and trying to look for a relationship when you haven't patterned your own life anyway or you're not working towards anything like why are you looking for me clearly you're looking for me because you think I can build you up and I don't have Bob the Builder plastered all over my forehead, so leave me alone. It's a tight economy. Don't disturb my peace. <laughs> if someone undeserving of love, if they don't have it all together or they're still trying to figure out their career, then can't they, are they not, not allowed, I don't want to use the word allowed, but can't they just still like, you know, I, I want to be married, I want to do these things. Of course, it costs money and stuff, but really and truly, you know, there's certain like, Right. Yeah, because not that there's certain barriers, but you know, like okay, you found you found someone that's on their team and everything, and it's like okay, what are you waiting for? Go ahead, you're the and go and figure it out. Go and get married, isn't it? So it's like okay, um, of I think to your point, I mean, a lot of the time women are called like superficial in terms of things if they want money or if it's to do with looks or if it's to do certain things that are not with someone's character. So it's just interesting you say that. Mm-hmm. All the 
yeah, I can't be a bread. I couldn't be the sole breadwinner. I like my skills, <laughs> and like it's kind of for me. I know this sounds. This might be a bit, you know, hey, but I just feel like there's not really that much like romance without finance. If I just wow. It, so. Yes, it's true. Actually, I want to say unapologetically, I don't believe that there's any romance without finance. You can do sweet, small, small things, but the 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 real cocoa, like the proper stuff, nah, you need. It's like um, it's like yesterday, Khadija, you shared that um thing on your Instagram from Silly Breaks, and they were talking. He was talking about marriage and how marriage isn't just love, and I think that is so important because so all these films, yeah. Khadija, all these films that me and you watch, that we like to watch, they all tell you, oh, all you need is love, and love will get you it's through, blah, blah. It's a um, lie. It's a tight economy, it's a man. Lie. We have to think. Lo- lo- love, is not, love is not enough. Love is good, and yes, you need love. It just, I cannot, I cannot rely solely on love. And that's why, for me, the whole idea of, like, you know, finances, and all, not even just finances, so, so many other things. It's like, for example, like, how, you know, you will meet some women or even men as well but men are more allowed to do it than we are but will that will go outside of islam for like to to be to get married but it's like because they love that person and for me that's just not i i could never ever marry a non-muslim like that's not that's just not we're not allowed to anyway yeah, I to say, yeah. well no we're not we're not no we're not allowed to but that doesn't like, come on i'm sure we all know a muslim woman that is married to a yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah it doesn't stop people but for me, I can just, it just, I can't even wrap my head around it because I can like fall in love with you and we can be doing sweet romance and everything, whatever, whatever, whatever. But the fact that you do not believe in Allah, you do not follow the same religion as me, you do not believe the same things as me. I just don't even know how we can even, we can do friendship, <laughs> but to be doing like romance and to be doing, and to be, do, and to be building a life together and then building a family together, like, to me, that just doesn't, I just, can't it doesn't compute in my head it doesn't compute for me and I it go, but the but then you have people who are like oh but I love them and I'm just like but is that it is it just the love I mean I, the person will be nice they'll do this they'll provide for you everything everything but you need to be on your dean and I just can't it it's just not a, I it's something I try to I find interesting but it's just like yeah it couldn't be me I think from all of this, yeah, um, and and I didn't mention this before, but I think when it comes to dating, all of this kind of stuff, there needs to be a benchmark. And I feel like when you have a benchmark, then this discussion is out the window. Because like you said, if it's ba- and, and this is kind of how I think, in it? Like, if I can provide X, Y, Z for myself, it's not really about 50-50. It's more about, knowing you it's either you're on my level or you're above my level there's no going below there's no going below that because if I can provide xyz it doesn't really make sense for me to now go to somebody that can't provide what I can provide for myself at least at least I need to know that whatever it is I can give myself you can do it too it would be nice if you can do double of it great fantastic because like Salifa said hell even cheap triple do you know what I mean yeah, the skies are the limit where people are walking on the moon. They reach higher. We could do five times, six times. There's a path on right move I have my eye on. If he wants me to send him the link, I can for him to start saving. You know, I think there needs to be. Um, I think when it comes to this, there needs to be a benchmark, and there needs to be a benchmark with 
everything. Like, I remember having a discussion with my dad the other day, and we were talking about marriage and all of that kind of stuff. And he's been in Nigeria for like a year and a half. And every time he speaks to me on the phone, he's trying to bring the topic up, and I'm and I just run away. But oh, oh man, you got some other things to be worrying about. <laughs> That's it. So obviously he's back now and he cornered me, cornered me. So we had that discussion and I was basically explaining to him that I've, I've set a benchmark for myself, innit? I know where I'm at spiritually. I know where I'm at financially. I know where I'm at physically, mentally and whatever more illy there are, yeah? Um, for me now, if I'm going to look for a partner, I need to make sure my partner can at this is the bare minimum can just match me that's that's the bare minimum that is the bare, bare minimum so if i'm saying i'm 50 percent somewhere i'm not i'm not looking towards you if you're 32 percent. do you get what i mean like it's the, the bare minimum is that i've created a benchmark for myself and you need to be able to either match my benchmark or beat the benchmark but there's no going below the benchmark I feel like like Amina rightfully said when it comes to women we settle a lot sometimes all in the name of love and I used to be that girl I can't lie to you I used to be that girl that used to think oh my gosh like love like you marry for love and love and love and love you know all of these stupid next six movies love oh love oh love <laughs> <laughs> As of recently, not even recently, I think like this whole year, like I've put a lot of things into perspective and I've just realized that yes, you need love. I feel like love is the car, love is the car, but it's not the steering wheel. And that car is not moving without. What, 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 what? You can have a car, but it doesn't mean that you have the steering wheel. And the steering wheel is what's really, 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 really important. Um, so yeah, I don't think I don't think love is enough to get married anymore. I'm no longer looking for love because you can find love anywhere. If we're keeping it G, you can find love anywhere. Love is love. Is, you know what I mean? I'm I'm a package. I'm a package deal. So I need to find someone else that's in a package. I mean, I'm not just love. I'm a package. I got everything you're looking for. <laughs> I feel like love is conflated with infatuation. 100%. Because, because I still want love. Like I can't. I think love is a foundation of its own. But I feel like for me, love is action. Like you can't say you love me, but then all your actions don't match yeah. the love that you say you have for me. It doesn't make sense. So I still like, and I've no, I've noticed even in those rom coms, there is a pattern. Like all the people that end up, you know, choosing X, Y, Z. They're choosing that guy because of the small moments, the consistencies that they're noticing that has made them feel the way they feel. And that's what love ultimately is, not just limited to a relationship. It's within our families, our friends, people we care about in general. Like it is action. And I think um, that thread that Silly Breaks did, that was so interesting because even when you're looking at reading the whole thread, the common theme is consistency. Because for me in a partnership, even when I do, find the person that I'm going to be married to who's who's matching and ticking every box I see marriage as a partnership and I think I've mentioned this before like the reason why I don't like to be too rigid with stuff like gender roles personally is because life happens and part of a good partnership is being able to work to each other's strengths 
to deal with different situations that you adapt to depending on what life throws at you and I think you still need love at that found as a foundation layer at the very minimum because you can't respect someone if you don't have any love for them you can't value them I think personally if a man does not love you I don't think it's in his nature to provide for you because men like spoiling women that they actually genuinely are in love with it's it comes naturally to them so that's why like I feel like the love has to be there but I feel like that's why we've, we have to be selfish like men because men see it for what it is so I'm seeing it for what it is you're telling me that you love me sure cool nice but until you're yeah, your actions don't match it. Your words don't match it. There isn't a consistency. You can't really be in love or love someone if there's no consistency. And I think because some people like conflate it with infatuation where you're just obsessed with someone with no result, they think, oh, no, I can't be someone just for the sake of love. Because I feel like loving someone is part of the marriage process. Like at the end of the day, even though it's, marriage is complete and half your dean and stuff, when you actually break down the reason Islamically as to why... Um, marriage is a thing as a construct it is for companionship so a huge part of companionship is having love for each other and I feel like if you don't have love for each other you can't really have respect for each other you can't have you can't have each other's backs consistently so I still feel like we that is still a standard for me it's just I don't want you to be infatuated with me I want you to be in love with me because infatuation is just an obsession that you have with me. It doesn't result to anything you're delivering or adding to the table. Khalifa, you look, she, I can't remember what it was that Amina said, but you said, mm-mm, and I wanted to hear what you, oh, I can't remember what, she's made a point. I made- you both said it around, you both had a reaction around when Amina said, um, men will show you and that they love you and they will go on you. For the most yeah, part. And you look like you did <laughs> all the time, for the most part. I guess there's a difference if like a man likes you or something and or yeah he loves you and stuff yeah he'll treat you a bit better typically but if he's attracted to you yeah. he might treat you a bit better there's always these things about like you know the desirability unit, politics like, that yeah. they're attracted to oh, you yeah. Yeah. exactly so um I think there's something to that and I think also is that a lot of the times you can love someone but still hurt mm. them anyway like we even within like friendships you love them or even parents you love these people but oh, very, still yeah. hurt them anyway I don't think love and like okay, someone doing X, Y, and Z always kind of go together. I don't exactly. think love just means yeah. think it's going to be like hunky dory. Other parts of yeah. it as well, like you have the loyalty, the faithfulness, the the trust, and these other like great values. So and yeah, I'm taking your word, Amina. Your favorite word, your go-to word when it comes to this subject. If anybody can guess, I will give you my bag of skills. Partnership. Okay. Partnership. That's the word. Love that word. I love it because it's so it, it captures so much what would you not say yeah again hypothetically speaking because all of this is hypothetical anyway mm-hmm. but what would you not say what what does the perfect partnership look like to you guys I know this one let's start who wants to go there for me a partnership is two people that love each other for the sake of Allah that are willing to use that use each other's strengths so it's not necessarily like we're not trying to we're not in competition we're not competing we're using what we're good at as people the good traits that we have with each other and our compatibility and we're using that together to build something for ourselves and 
to do the best we can as life continues like that's why like with the whole 50 50 thing and this and that I get it but situations happen life happens I feel like ultimately you want to be in a partnership where two people work to each other's strengths and can adapt because if you can't do that then there's something there's something going on even with the ups and downs and the arguments and all that stuff like at the end of the day you guys circle back to what's important which is having love for each other for the sake of Allah that's ultimately like what you want in a partnership and I feel like you have to be able to adapt to that and you know stop seeing it as a competition because some people talk about marriage as like it's a competition like dude you're supposed to be liking the person that you're with so yeah for me a partnership is being able to adapt using each other's strengths to make the marriage go strong and go through those highs and lows together that's how I see it I was gonna ask um you said 50 50 is not when you say you're not into that 50 50 stuff but obviously like you treat each other as equals right Mm -hmm. and you take each other as equals but when you're saying 50 50 you mean like traditional rigid like gender structures that we're just like accepted um because I feel like um obviously like there's the fundamentals sure and for me personally, the main reason why I feel like, for example, men should be providers is simply because we just don't have the same advantages in society anyway. So 50-50 doesn't actually work out as 50-50 for me. It's actually even lower than what I would be getting even as a single person. So that's like one of the main reasons why I opposed to it. However, if a situation comes where I have to pick up the slack and, you know, chip in a bit more than usual, then that's the situation at hand as long as we're both adapting to that then I'm cool yeah. with that um I say the whole 50 50 because marriage isn't really like 50 50 again it's like about using each other's strengths to adapt and deal with the situation at hand that's the realistic stuff aside from all the hypotheticals like that's what happens in reality I was gonna say I don't think marriage is ever 50 50 it can't be it can't be I just don't want to pay bills if I'm being honest I don't want to <laughs> pay bills <laughs> I don't want I don't want to pay I really like. I don't, don't, don't want to pay bills. I don't want to pay rent. I don't want to do any of that stuff. And I'm and I'm saying that out. Like, I think we, a lot of women are afraid to say certain things like that and just come out and be open and honest. But actually, um, there, there is a man out you yeah. for. There's a man out there for yeah. you who will happily pay your bills. When do you express? Okay, this is me. I don't like this. I don't, I want to be accounted for. I want you to pay for this and that from and the job I... before you sign the nikah. Before you sign in a card, I you promise have you, you have you to be have assertive. I've, I personally had a, I had, I've had that conversation. I've had that conversation and it went very well. It yes. went very well. Let me be honest. It went very well. It's, it's nerve wracking. I'm not going to sit and pretend like I'm not thinking like, oh my God, oh my God, okay, this could potentially change everything. But actually they were on board with it. And because of the type of person that they were, they are, they are. Where we but because of the type of person that that i don't have no brother okay let me just let me make that very clear this was somebody (laughs) they're not in anybody right now you're never asking for too much it's always the wrong person you're asking thing is you have to be honest because at the end of the day you're just going to be doing a disservice to yourself because i know very clearly i do not want to pay for those for certain Uh things so if I enter a marriage and I didn't and I didn't say anything, that, well, that's, that's my own fault. That's my own fault. So you have you have you have to have those conversations beforehand. So I'm, I'm taking it that the, the perfect partnership looks like to you. Look like the partnership. Yeah, that's 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 part of it. 
No, don't hesitate. Say it. <laughs> don't hesitate about that. <laughs> if other things to contribute, then just finances in terms of like, because if you don't want to pay for bills or anything, which is understandable because that's just ideal because why pay me to get it for free, you know? But like, so. So, uh, Salifa, what's your, what's your, what's the, what's your perfect, I don't know if I said perfect partnership, I said, but what does a partnership look like to you? Understanding it's, it's constantly building on faith. It's constantly being able to, um, I guess, I don't want to use the word take, because take sounds like you're just a taker, but you're, you're constantly able to kind of feed off of each other in like in a, the most positive way. You're able to learn from each other. You're able to um, progress in every single way because you're both trying to be successful it's not just individuals you come together as a unit it's about you know the team like you're, you're a team it's love it's the respect it's the, um, the loyalty it's the um, patience and I feel like just someone that you can talk to that will listen and they, they're temperate calm and they're gentle and sweet and you're both That's so cute. You just both get on you know what I mean and you, know, I, I, you don't need to shuffle to go and pay for anything when it comes to a date. You're just like, yeah, he got yeah, it. You know what I mean? Like, I like that. It's fun. It's nice. I miss it. Anyways. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that completely took me out. Oh, my God. Yeah, fun. It's nice. I miss it. Okay. Don't we all, huh? <laughs> no, but it's, yeah, I think... Can I can I just add something to my partnership? Because obviously, yeah, yeah, pay the bills, yeah, in it, all of that. But um, I think like when I look at my parents, for example, it's just like they're just a team, and that's really important to me. Just being like this team that come together, that and the way they, um, their communication. That's something I've taken a lot from them. They have very good communication. They're they're, they're as cheesy as it sounds they're best friends that's what it is and I've always looked I've always thought oh yes that's what I want I want to grow old with someone that is my best friend that I can talk like these them two they have the way they talk yeah I don't know how like they've been together for like 30 years and it's like they still have fresh things to talk about can I add to that because like because I feel like a lot of what we're saying does come down to kindness because kindness encompasses a lot more traits that we are but that make us women feel like secure because we want to feel secure in our partnerships in our marriages like we want to feel like yeah at the end of the day I know that my man has got me and it's not it's not even just list it's not even just limited to money it's just in general like if things hit if things get tough or tight and stuff yeah like yeah, yeah. he can look at me and know that you know yeah my woman's got me yeah. and I can look at him and like yeah my man's got me I don't want to be in a situation where you know I don't know like say the kids in the house and I and I and I want to go somewhere with my girls and I'm panicking because I don't think like he can manage his own kids like little things like that like you want to be in a situation where you just feel secure because so many women go through that where it's like oh my god I've left him with the kids oh my gosh panicking calling every 10 minutes I don't want things like that and I think that comes down to us just wanting to feel looked after and secure and I think it's just in our nature to feel like that as human beings anyway and I feel like that sort of mentality and that sort of um action that's linked to love is very um is very much linked to compassion and kindness which I think um 
Salifa, you pointed out earlier, because you were mentioning some of those traits. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, like as women, we want to feel like that because men do like to provide men who care about yeah. you genuinely for the most part. They do like to provide and be protective of people that they care about. And so you want to feel like that. You don't want to be second guessing how secure you are in a marriage. Like, come on, that's that's not a deal. That sounds like a good deal to me. So yeah, I I, yeah. I can definitely relate to what you're saying, Aisha. Mine's mine's is it's a I mean actually I think yeah mine's is definitely loving for the sake of Allah. I think that is the first thing. Like I feel like, and I feel like a lot. Of, I feel like a lot of people don't actually understand what it means to love someone for the sake of Allah. Um, because it's much easier said than done and for me loving for the sake of Allah that means that I love you for what you can do for me but I love I love you more because I know it's pleasing to Allah which how I now that if I love you more because I know it's pleasing to Allah the likelihood of me hurting you is going to be very low because I know that me hurting you is displeasing to Allah because Allah doesn't want to do each other. Do you get what I mean? And I think that's what loving for the sake of Allah looks like to me. It, it makes you kind of second guess everything you do in your marriage sort of thing because you have that fear of Allah there from the get-go. So if a husband wants to cheat, maybe this is not the right example, but yeah, let's just use it anyway. If a husband wants to go out and cheat, someone that has the real fear of Allah in his heart and loves you for the sake of Allah, he probably wouldn't go through it. Not because he doesn't want to hurt you, but he understands hurting you is hurting Allah, if that makes sense. So I think that's what loving for the sake of Allah looks like to me. I think when you have that in place, it really does help you guide your decisions and kind of like the things that you decide to do in marriage because you both have that fear there within yourselves and then you're coming together as one. I don't think you can love someone and have a fruitful marriage if it's not rooted in Allah. I think um, that's where it becomes very selfish. The moment you love for Allah, that is when your love is now selfless because it's not really about you anymore and you've taken you completely out of the equation and you've put Allah before you. So it makes the love more selfless in a sense and less selfish. So that's one thing. The other thing is commitment. Like I said, love is always love is there, but love is also a feeling. And I need to know we are going to stay committed to the cause whatever it is whatever the weather we're staying committed with that being said there's obviously some things that I, I definitely won't stand for and if you do certain things for me personally I'm out the door but the perfect partnership to me is definitely commitment I need to know that you're going to stay committed to the cause when shit hits the fan like you said I need to know you're going to be there and then the last one that I very very important for me this is actually in no particular order, actually, because they're actually very, very important to me. The last one is security. And this is why this kind of goes back to my question in the beginning when I said, what does a man meet, mean to you? For me, whereas I'm such a, dare I say it, bold character, um, 
and I'm very like headstrong. Some 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 men may find my type of character intimidating, and I kind of yeah, exactly. They're not That's right. For they're, you. Not the man, they're not the man. They're not the man. And let like within my like within my world, I call the shots. I know what I I'm the type of girl that like I know what I want, and I'm going out there to get it. Boom, 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 boom. That's Khadija. So whereas some people may say, I think like a man, yeah? Like, oh, you're so business savvy. Think like a man, this, this, that. I need to know that every single day I'm coming back home to a man that's going to make me feel like a woman. I don't want to come back home and I'm still feeling like the man. No. I need that security. Like, I need to know that even within my bold character, God, I need to make sure that my man can still make me feel like a woman. And like the softness that I have is still there sort of thing. I don't need to be like, cause like you rightly said, Amina, we don't have the same opportunities as women out there. Do you know what I mean? Like we've got to go out there. We've got to be, we've got to get what we want. We have to be very um, assertive and boom, 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 boom. Because if you're not breaking down the doors, no one's breaking it down for you. But I'm not trying to come back home and I'm still breaking down doors. Those doors need to be broken down, baby. Like at home, your 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 softness. You're the woman, you know. Put your feet. Like I need to know that my man gives me that form of security and dare I say it, safety. Because where I'm out there in the world and I'm trying to like create my um journey and my own path and be the woman that I want to be, and that obviously comes with its cons because one, I'm black. One, two, I'm a I'm a Muslim, and then three, I'm a woman. I need to know that within my man or my husband, should I say, I'm I'm finding some form of safety and security, and then I I can still feel like the woman. So, trust like love, loving for the sake of Allah, commitment and safety and security, and that's why I go back to my question: What does a man mean to you? Like, what if like what does that like who what is what makes a man? Do you get what I mean? And I think there's a lot of guys out there that can provide financial stability but they can't provide that element of security and safety and personally I would rather someone that can provide that for me than financial stability especially if I can provide for myself financially what like what's your money gonna buy me that my money can't buy me do you know what I mean like there needs to be more to you sort of thing but but they're gonna they're gonna come in hand in hand yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't want to be in a situation where I have to decide between the two. That, again, let me just reiterate. That doesn't mean you're going to be a I wouldn't be able to feel safe if you couldn't provide, personally. I just feel like they're so interlinked. <laughs> I mean that you can be a bum, but because you make me feel safe, ooh, you're a bum that makes me feel safe. Get out. There's more that encompasses being a provider mm-hmm. than just financial stability. And I think as Muslims, we have to take that into consideration because another aspect of financially providing is making sure that there's barakah involved in that because you can't just be dashing out money anyhow, but then that money's not coming from, you know, a very legal and halal way. If we're gonna if we're gonna keep it back. Um so that's an aspect to it, which is why like I don't think as Muslim women we should be in a situation where we have to decide between like this or that. We should we Allah's given us those rights. So fab. I'm exercising my God-given right to deserve this package because I know what I can bring to the table. So you need to like step up 
And I think that's why, like, I have to see you at face value and take it from there. I was going to ask, though, in terms of what Khadija said, you said um, love is a healing. Does everyone agree that love is a healing? Yes, I know. Because you can feel the love. I feel like it is a feeling in some aspect because you do feel love for someone. And sometimes you can't even capture it in words, but you know you're feeling it. But I just feel like until someone is showing me that feeling that they have towards me, which they consider as love, it's very hard for me to engage with that emotion. And I just, I, in my head, I'm just boxing it as like, oh, it just infatuated with me. Just because like, you're telling me, oh yeah, I love you, I love you, but there's nothing that you're doing that's mm-hmm. reassuring me. That's how you make me feel. So you're putting up a wall instantly, yeah. instantaneously by the sounds of it. Regard, like, okay. That's, I, think, I think I'm different. I think maybe because my love language is acts of service. I think that's because love lang- yeah. my top love language is acts of service. That's why I feel like that. Yeah. I can feel it, but then I will be like, like I can, I can, I guess maybe because I'm the type of person I am, I'm quite like trusting, and I'm just like I'm, I'd say I'm pretty much an open book, so I kind of, I'm not really doubting you or your feelings until you necessarily give me a reason to doubt it, um, but then the feeling is strengthened, and I'm, I feel more reassured once you start showing me certain things so whether it's you know the you know giving me gifts or the words of affirmation for me personally the thing I really love is quality time um although I took a quiz and it said um words of affirmation but I personally thought yeah, it sounds like more, that more maybe I don't know but I re- like for me like is quality testing? time is very very important well yeah I get well mind you my my top three love languages there was only like one point in between each of them so I'd say like I'm a mesh of three um so yeah I feel like I feel like yeah like until because like I make friends very easily I you know I meet people one time and like you know we're very you know friendly and talking and all that kind of stuff very quickly so it doesn't take a lot for me to kind of like take bring someone in um so yeah until there's a a shadow of a doubt then I'm like okay but yeah like in reverse it's just further (laughs) yeah it's just interesting to like it's only like you're only until like you see it that you're uh, I mean I mean like the thing is right the like I, I I do have a wall that I put up but I think it's 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 very similar to when you say until you give me a reason not to but it's just for me it's like I'm very like upfront about what my needs and wants are and it took me a long time to build up that assertiveness in general so like in the whole dating space it's like I'm gonna tell you from the jump what I want um, and as scary as and, and as nerve-wracking as it can be, like, I will tell you from the jump, this is how I like to be loved. This is how I like to be taken care of. These are my needs. These are my deal breakers. Like, because I'm very, I do wear my heart on my sleeve. But if I'm starting to notice that you keep saying things, but then there's nothing matching up with what you're saying, in my head, I'm thinking, well, logically, that doesn't make sense. That's like me. That's like you telling me you like chocolate cake, but you keep bringing up red velvet it's like you just said that this exactly so do you know what I mean like at at some point in my brain I'm thinking wait your actions are not matching what you're saying so if you can't match things that you're saying on without me even probing you then how do I know what you're saying is legit because I'm not even forcing you to say the things that you're trying to tell me you're literally saying it unprovoked and you are 
disturbing my peace and you're in, in entering my space. So if you're going to do that and you're going to say all these things, I need to see proof of that. Like, I, I think that is how my brain works. And then the wall comes up when I start noticing that those things are not matching. And that's when I just mentally check out and I'm like, okay, well, this is not working out for me. Cause that's how I also express love for people. Like, um, even with whether it's dating or not, like, if I like you, or if even if I, you know, support you and stuff, I will show you because it's much better for me to just show you what I mean sometimes than just saying it. If I make sense, like I, that's how I treat like my family, my close friends. Like that's how Can I, I am. just make a quick disclaimer in this episode for anyone listening. When we say dating, yeah, we're not talking about haram relationships. We're talking about you know, in the for the purpose of getting getting to know someone for the purpose of marriage. Just before someone oh, comes up yeah. and says yeah. they're encouraging. <laughs> behavior. So let me just put that out there right now before anyone tries to come for us. So that was my and, and that was point. question. No, I'm yeah. talking about dating. I, I'm talking about dating. Well, hey, <laughs> I'm joking. We'll do it. Like I'm joking, but let's not pretend in it. You see how you said that? That's the way you love. So one thing that I've learned yeah is. You can't, ex- not that you can't expect, no. Okay, yeah. One thing I've learned, yeah, is that just because you love a certain type of way, that doesn't mean that that's how people are going to love you. Because the same way, yeah, you, true. The same exactly, way yeah. you like, have your way of showing love is the same way someone else has their way of showing love. So, like, because yeah. like, you said, like, you can't keep telling me that you like um, um, chocolate, 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 chocolate cake, but you're bringing me. Um, red, red velvet. velvet. I mean, maybe maybe the person likes to keep the chocolate cake in their fridge and just look at it, and and they don't want to damage it and bring it out, so they bring you red velvet because they rather look at your your the, the chocolate cake sort of thing. Do you get? What I mean, I <laughs> lol. I feel like that's one thing I've learned that you can't expect like, because I do something one way for my partner or my friends or my family, that means that they need to do it this, the exact same way back to me because that's probably, it might not be their way of doing yeah. thing because I think that's when you have to find some kind of, um, I don't know, you, you it's where merging comes in, you know? And okay, cool, I understand this is the way you love, you need to understand this is the way I love and I show love and I show this and I show that. Um, because it's never really like down to the T by the book. You need to be yeah, and the other, and that but, that's um, partly why I like to be upfront from the jump because then at least they're aware of it. Um, and then when I am reflecting how I love the person, that's my preferred way. But it's like because I like because acts of service is something that is high on my list. Part of that is adapting to what the person responds to when I am showing them acts of love, like. If I if I can pick up that okay this person likes to be reassured verbally then part of me with my acts of service in mind is reassuring that person and be like hey like I appreciate you doing this and that like I will adapt to that um I have one question for you guys um so if we're going to as as Khadija likes to say if we're going to keep it a buck is that is that what you say going to keep it a buck a buck yeah but if we're gonna keep it a buck let's not sit here and pretend that you know we haven't maybe you know had a conversation here and there with a with a girl just say it with a guy with a man um 
we're gonna keep it about like yeah i'm sure we've all you know had conversations or you know whatever i just wanted to know what was the biggest takeaway or lesson that you learned in a during like talking to somebody maybe even a full-blown relationship like what was your biggest lesson i know what mine was i know what mine was as well (laughs) let me just say for free men are mad (laughs) men are mad that's the one that's one of the biggest takeaways men are mad and from that in a more constructive way you have to be specific and assertive because let me tell you one thing about men you will tell them something and they will find every loophole in the book or even what the person who put the book together they'll find every loophole possible to try and divert from what you actually said so you have to be very specific with what you want and I feel like also in order to get to that stage where you can really state exactly what you want out of this and how you want to be treated, you have to be secure within yourself. So don't start looking around if you're not secure with yourself. Because if you don't know what you want for yourself, then how are you going to explain to a partner what you want them to contribute that will make you happy and everyone else happy in the relationship? Do you know what I mean? So that's one of the biggest takeaways because guys, ladies, men are mad. Men are mad and it's a tight economy. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. So make sure you pattern up. So then when it comes to patterning up what you want from the jump, you can be assertive and you're not shaking like a leaf. That's what I, that's my takeaway. Me? Oh, mine, mine was not even anything like that. Mine was definitely um to me be more vocal, to be more vocal because... I I was in a situation where the person was very vocal about things that they didn't like or things that they liked, but I wasn't very vocal. And I think it was, I think, I think part of it was just me kind of not wanting to like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, when you just don't want to like rock things Be nagging. or like feel demanding. You, yeah. Or you think that what you, and I think especially as women, we can sometimes think like, even the slightest thing that we say will be uh, misconstrued and be taken into like made into like a bigger situation than it needs to be or whatever so yeah I think for me definitely I would be more vocal about the things that I do want because you know whilst everything was amazing there are a few things that you know you want or you might not be receiving or might not be happening whatever and there's nothing wrong with just saying it and it wasn't like I was moving mad you know and anything that I was asked thinking about or wanted to ask for was unreasonable so yeah I'd be more vocal that's my thing and I guess it, enti- it ties into what you were saying about being assertive as well just like because I know what I want that's the thing I know what I want so why why am I not saying it so it's yeah. hard sometimes because you feel like you're nagging or you feel like oh I'm just, I'm just being annoying now or did but, you feel like you couldn't say it or like it wasn't like oh or you just didn't like why didn't you I think, I think it's interesting when women. I think part of it as well is I didn't want to hurt their feelings, so I'm I'm very much a like I don't want to like I, I like I try not to do anything that involves like confrontation or hurting someone or not saying that anyone like deliberately tries to hurt people, 
but I just don't want to hurt anybody's feelings so yeah there were some things that I kept to myself because also because they were such a great person and they were doing so much already that I didn't want to sound like unappreciative but there were just a few little things that could have been done or could have been changed to kind of fit tick my some of my boxes and I felt like I listened and made um I wouldn't say I made changes but I listened and took things into account and yeah was like going with that but I didn't I did wasn't vocal in the same way that in the same way that they were vocal about things Mm. about some things yeah (laughs) (laughs) I like that one I hope they're not listening because I feel like it's true as women we're not as vocal as men and it shows it really does show (laughs) bruh we're Um, suffering so yeah I do like that one actually I might add that to my book if it's not in there already I do like it I do think being vocal does come over time as well. Like, the more you get, like, comfortable with each other, I feel like then you're like, okay. I feel like women kind of just, you know, you don't want to, like, as Anina said, and you don't want to be, like, a mother. You want to be like, well, I want this. Or you don't want to sound brash either. But you have to just assert how you feel, like, especially because we do everything with the intention of marriage. Like, if you're like, okay, I want to actually marry this person, you have to get with it, homie. Got to get with it. So. Yeah. Because you marry all the little things as well, and that's something we forget. And it's not just, you know, all the amazing things. Like, sometimes the way they eat might piss you off. And if, if that's <laughs> yeah. a thing, you mm. need to tell them. You need yeah. to tell them. And it's those well, little they... things as well. It's those little things that build up that resentment. So that's part <laughs> yeah. of why I have to be vocal. Because for one thing, I don't want to resent my partner. And if I'm letting things slide, that resentment builds up. So then when it when it jumps into an argument, it just becomes really explosive. And I, I don't like that. So I'd rather yeah. just tell you from the jump, like... I don't like this um and I, I just it, it is those little things at the end of the day and that's what will show up in the marriage especially if you're spending a long time with that person those are the things that will probably you know rock the boat more than the big important decisions sometimes and sometimes that's like the last straw for someone before a whole divorce like I've heard from adults like that where it's like oh yeah it's just this little thing and then boom the whole marriage is gone yeah Great when like Muslim marriages are kind of high, like divorce, like divorce. I'm just like, always hearing like divorce rate, like young like couples divorcing. So, yeah, and I think people yeah. rush that because they overlook those little things. I also think back to the whole like asking and being vocal. I think as women sometimes we overthink what the man's reaction would be because yeah. oh, definitely. I can't <laughs> lie. Like from like from experience, some of the things I've like ended up actually being vocal about. The person's like, okay. And yeah. you're like, oh, mm. is that it? Oh, and it just shows like we're so used to being conditioned to just um, do all the nurturing and do all the adapting and accommodating for the partner that when we're vocal and the person's like, yeah, sure. You're just like, oh, was that yeah. it then? Why didn't I just say this before? There's Sometimes there's literally no dramatic reaction to it. And I've just, as I've grown, I've just learned like, yeah, just say it. And more, more often than not, they're actually a lot more accommodating than expected. Um, so that's partly why I'm just like, just do it from the jump because sometimes there's no reaction and that's cool and that's great. And it just it just adds to your confidence for next time or whatever, like, you know? So yeah, I feel like we overthink that a lot. Could you do yours? Um, 
Oh, lesson. Mine's benchmark. Have a benchmark. That's mine. I don't think you should walk into a relationship not knowing or having a benchmark. Don't do it to yourself. Don't build a don't build a benchmark during the relationship. Nope. Have one before you walk in. You wanna know why? Because if he don't fit your benchmark, there's not even gonna be a relationship. <laughs> do you know that's a good point actually yeah. Yeah. I have a quick question off of that is it good to make the benchmark off of just like you know your own ideas of things of, that you want in a relationship or is it good or, or do you think it's damaging to potentially use somebody in your life whether it's a past relationship or you know someone who's like a friend and they're like really good or whatever to, is it bad to use them as the benchmark let me quickly round up the whole benchmark thing. So with the benchmark thing, I think it's more of a like, okay, that that is, goes hand in hand with don't settle. I don't believe in settling. And the Bob the Builder thing, that's too far. Don't do that, ladies. If you're listening to this and you know you're doing that Bob the Builder for some man's future that you're not going to be in, dead it. Immediately, dead expeditiously, it. don't do it. You can't Bob the Builder someone that doesn't want to Bob the Builder themselves. And I feel like Amen. as women, problem that we have like we want to be this fixy fixy and change the lucky and luxury luxury but no I don't even like putting my bookshelf together let alone a man get out of here help that doesn't want to be helped so definitely that with your question no I don't think it's damaging and I say that because how I see it is if said person whether it's a past relationship or it's a friend or it's a family member or whatever it is, if they can treat me how I need to be treated, then so can you. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's this is not a unique situation. Do you know what I mean? If my friend can treat me with respect and with dignity and with everything that, that I need to be treated like as Khadija, then you as my partner, you have to be doing that and more. There's no, there's no, um, there's no, there's no question. However, is it damaging to you? I think it depends on the person that you're using. I do feel like past relationships and past situations can definitely help you build your benchmark. I'm not going to lie. It's definitely helped me build mine. I feel like I've been in certain situations and I know from being in them, I will never get myself back there again. But I wouldn't have known that if I wasn't in the situation. Do you know what I mean? Like there's certain things that I know for a fact I'm like, even if I smell a, a little of it, they're gone at the question, mate. Forget it. However, like I said, I won't be able to make such um, a certain and decisive decisions if I haven't been in said situations. So I do think it depends on who you're building this benchmark from. That is what. I would say. But overall, I don't think it's damaging because at the end of the day, how, like, you need to, like, you learn from, like, you kind of learn what you want based off of how other people mm-hmm. treat you. Yeah. So you pick and choose here and there. This person does this for me. That person does this for me. I do this. You do this. And then you kind of make up your, as I like to call it, your benchmark. But I don't think it's damaging at all. Like, just... It sort of makes sense because you're using other people's life lessons to serve as wisdom to your life. Yeah. And you're but using it makes... that you've been in to also serve like, okay, cool, I've been in that situation. It sucked. What did I learn from it? Okay. I mm, learned that. Yeah. I learned 
accepting X, Y, Z ever again. I, I know what it feels like to accept it. I don't like it, but I'm not accepting it again. I know what it feels mm. like to accept this. I do like it. I will accept it again. Um, so, yeah, I think... I don't, I don't think it's damaging at all. I use everyone. I think also I, looking at other people's one as well, because sometimes you don't need to take that L for yourself if you've seen someone else take that L and, be, and you're looking from the outside because now you're thinking, oh, right, I don't want that for myself. Mental note, let me see the signs too because I've seen it in someone that, whether I work with them or if they're in my life or whatever, sometimes like, I feel like a lot of the lessons I've learned about things like this, I've learned through other people's relationships and I've just been taking mental notes more than some of the L's I've taken myself. And I think that's important too. So I feel like, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Of that Only because... Just because something doesn't serve someone else doesn't necessarily mean... True. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just have to take like a, a, a pinch of it in a sense. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Up, I don't think it's damaging. Like I said, I use everyone in my life to make my benchmark. Thank you very much. You, Salifa. Um, they're very generic questions. Just want to kind of leave on a high note and a, and a nice positive note so the first one is and it's literally boom 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 so you don't really need to think if anything that comes to mind feel free to lay it out what does purpose look like to you it's a quick fire question oh my gosh purpose you know I, oh. okay what does purpose look like to me um meaning understanding um goals and aims mm-hmm. i like understand oh i'm gonna add that to my book all right next one is three things you can't live without so i can't live without my faith that's number one of course i can't live without family this sounds so bad but number three i can't live without money (laughs) (laughs) the way the world is it's true though you need money you need money because, you know, people are happy, you know, hey, la da da money makes me happy. As far as it is, money makes the world better. Yeah. Um, one thing you love about yourself. And don't be modest. Oh, I'm not. I was <laughs> going to. Love it. I like it. <laughs> I, I think a lot of the time I'm the voice of reason to so many people. Like, I just say how it is. Like, it's just, don't sugarcoat it. It's what it is. Of course, consider other people's feelings, but... You know, sometimes things just have to be said and they have to be known. And I just feel like I address things it's the way I want to address things. And I let you know. I feel like you kind of always know where you stand with me. I'm not going to, like, half-heartedly put, like, make it any other thing. It is what it is with me. I am, like, it is what you see is what you get. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. That was a really nice yeah. way to end this episode. Thank you so much, Salifa, for joining us. And thank you for all your questions as well. Thanks because those me. questions were like, okay, I like yeah. this. Like, this. You really sent the conversation in a different direction. I liked it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really, oh, I can't wait to listen to this now. And I'm still such a fan. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to it. I'm like, oh my gosh, TVMG on Wednesday. <laughs> Everybody stay safe, stay alert, and uh, keep your distance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stay indoors, wear your mask, wash your hands, and wash your bath.